It is October, and it's time for scary stuff. And uh, we're going to continue that theme this week by celebrating the 55th anniversary of Rosemary's Baby from 1968. In fact, it was released June 12, 1968. It was directed by Roman Polanski, written by Ira Levin and Roman Polanski. It stars Mia Farrow, John Cassavetes, and Ruth Gordon. Uh, it did win one Oscar, and that was for Ruth Gordon as Best Supporting Actress. Uh, it did have one nomination for Best Writing. And uh, uh, the uh, Mia Farrow, oddly enough, was not nominated for an Oscar for her performance. And to this day, that's sort of considered a, <clears throat> a notorious Oscar snub, and there's many of those in history. Entertainment Weekly voted this the 10th scariest film of all time. Mm-hmm. And um, this was produced by... William Castle, who uh, some film fans might know, uh, was legendary for his low-budget, wacky gimmicks like Smellorama and The Tingler and, and uh, things like that that he used to do, uh, ghosts in the theater. Uh, so he was you know, sort of one of those low-budget guys. This was kind of his bid for uh, respectability. He acquired the movie rights to the novel. And Robert Evans, the uh, legendary head of Paramount at the time, agreed to green light the project if Castle did not direct. He didn't really want that schlockiness. Um, and like I said, this was due to his reputation of low-budget horror and, and thriller films. Uh, he was uh, he did make a, a cameo appearance in the film. But uh, So it's interesting that William Castle was the producer of this. This is sort of a rare example of what we might call urban horror, because um, horror movies almost always take place in small towns and rural backgrounds you know, uh, suburbs, things like that. Mm-hmm. They rarely take place in the big city, and this is the biggest. It's uh, New York City, so that's a little bit unusual. It was sort of a popular belief that Alfred Hitchcock was originally offered the chance to direct the movie. Um, this has sort of been deemed false, uh, and he was never approached, but uh, that's sort of a, a, a urban legend that kind of persists, and, you know, it's sort of fun to speculate about something like that. Um, as I said, that... Uh, uh, you know, William Castle was known for his, his gimmicky fare. Um, and it was also a bit of respectability for Mia Farrow, who sort of was known for her TV work, like Peyton Place, and also being Mrs. Frank Sinatra. Uh, and in both cases, it worked. It both got William Castle and Mia Farrow uh, to, you know, some, some prominent respectability. We'll tell that uh, uh, Mia Farrow story here in just a moment. With us is Joe Fortunato, film study professor, going back to the late 60s with the psychological horror film, Rosemary's Bay. Joe, Joe, the one thing, and, and I don't know how much you can expand it on, and you've got a lot more to talk about, but the image of that baby at the end is just frightening to me. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and they uh, didn't really want to show uh, the baby, and, uh, you know, that was, uh, or, or, I mean, uh, William Castle wanted to display a grotesque demon baby mm-hmm. uh, when, when Mia Farrow looks at the child, uh, but Roman Polanski, the director, sort of vetoed that idea in lieu of a more ambiguous scene, so part of it's sort of imaginary. When, when yeah. Rosemary sees is both the baby and also a flashback to the rape scene, uh, and she looks like at the eyes of the devil, and someone says, he's got his father's eyes, uh, and, and it's sort of a you know, almost kind of psycho-esque and sort of what you, you don't see and what you think you see and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's uh, it's creepy for sure. Yeah. No As I was mentioning, the, there's a story there about Mia Farrow that's uh, kind of a legendary Hollywood story. Uh, Mia Farrow was married to Frank Sinatra at the time. 
And she left Sinatra to make this film, which ticked off Sinatra, as you can imagine. Sinatra was pressuring Mia Farrow to quit the film as their marriage was suffering, and she was about to relent and quit. But then Paramount uh, head Robert Evans, who I mentioned before, showed her the dailies and said, Mia, you're going to win the Oscar if you do this. Uh, and that was all she had to hear. And she shouldered, you know, she kind of sold, sold, continued, <laughs> I can't say it, with the production. Uh, and then several days later, Frank Sinatra served her with divorce papers on the set of the film. Uh, mm. The irony is that Pharaoh didn't win the Oscar. She, in fact, wasn't even nominated. But uh, there was some uh, certainly uh, uh, drama backstage on that. The movie also resurrected Ruth Gordon's career uh, as she um, parlayed her Oscar-winning success into sort of a number of funny old women roles uh, throughout the 70s, most notably uh, the great Harold and Maude, which maybe we'll do one of these days on, on film school here. <clears throat> and uh, so she was sort of back in the spotlight. There was um, a, a rumor that Sharon Tate uh, appeared unbilled in the, in the uh, party uh, that Rosemary gives for her young friends. Tate was Polanski's first choice to play Rosemary, uh, and you'll know that uh, uh, Polanski and uh, Sharon Tate were in a, a relationship. Um, but uh, that, again, sort of another famous urban legend. The original cut of the film went over four hours, and Roman Polanski couldn't decide what he wanted to cut, so he let the editor decide, um, which is sort of unusual because, first of all, you know, directors – almost always want that control, and Roman Polanski was kind of a stickler for that. So the fact that he sort of turned it over to his editor to say, cut this down for me, uh, is, is pretty interesting. And, uh, you know, we talk about casting a lot, and yeah. um, uh, he, Polanski first sort of saw Rosemary as an all-American girl, and he looked at uh, a number of people for that role, Tuesday Weld, uh, Jane Fonda was approached, but she turned it down so she could make Barbarella. Um and uh, like I said, uh, Sharon Tate was, was part of uh, the mix there. Julie Christie um, uh, and uh, a number of other uh, actresses were considered for the role. And it was uh, Robert Evans at Paramount who suggested Mia Farrow based on her work. Joe, let me ask you this as we wrap it up with you being a film study professor. How do you look at this movie, Rosemary's Baby? I'm not asking necessarily horror movies, but... When I look at it, it is one, to me, one of the scariest movies I've really seen, and the music is really intense. Do you look at this as a really good piece of work? Well, I don't look at it. Okay. <laughs> good. And I'm sort of joking. Of course, I've seen it. Um, but uh, I'm not, you know, horror is not my genre, so uh, <laughs> I don't really seek out the horror genre movies. Uh, I, you know, it, it's uh, a classic. Um, Roman Polanski is a great director. And uh, I think it's an effective film. You know, whether it's a great film or not, um, I suppose that may be a little bit subjective. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it's certainly uh, in the pantheon of, of classics. And, uh, um, you know, one other thing, I'll, I'll just sort of a sure. little bit of trivia. Um, the baby's due date, Rosemary's baby due date, is June of 66, which otherwise would be 666. Six, six. 